This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast is sponsored by Brewskits, handcrafted dog treats made from spent beer grains, oats, barley, and rye. No chemical preservatives, a great source of fiber, and packed with protein. Visit brewskits.com to see the full selection of treats for your dog and your cat. Receive 15% off your first order by typing in two important words, Fermented Adventure, at checkout. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. He's Scott Wisher. I'm Rich Shane. Dawn Ranieri's here, and we're sitting down with Scott and Scott's mini wood shop, and we're going to drink some whiskey. We're going to talk some wood. We're going to meander through who knows where this is, and this is almost a date night chronicle, so we've got a lot of stuff going on. But first, Scott, we poured Bimber Single Malt London Whiskey. So this came from uh, the Bimber Distillery. It's a recharged, it's, an, it's a, in a recharged oak cask. This is the first time you're having this. So give me your impressions and what you think of this whiskey. All right, so if I had 10 thumbs, I'd put them all up because I'm a total fan and I've never had this before. This is a total home run. So I'm, that, that's <laughs> enough to say, right? But you get the sweetness, you get Oh, the, it's the, very, very good. This I is mean, delicious. Oh, man. Yeah. We, have, we have so much more to potentially yeah, try, too. That doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't get much better than that at all. That's well, just amazing stuff. This is going to be fun. We're going to share some whiskey today. We're going to talk about all things wood and a lot of the things that you make that are wood-related. How did you get started doing your craft? Because you're, you've got your YouTube channel. You've got your social media stuff. And you, you do some amazing things with wood. How did all that get started for you? You know, it's funny because it all really got started with uh, me needing to fix things around the house, you know, and that actually started quite a long time ago. But, you know, it's just born out of necessity. Things need to be fixed, you know, starting out with a house. You don't have a lot of money. You try to do it yourself. And then it becomes just a matter of buying tools and you know, fixing things, buying other tools, taking on bigger projects, and then eventually you get to making furniture because you have the right tools. And then, you know, you do that for a while, make cabinets and everything. And um, my focus really now is on wood turning, and that really all started out of just me watching YouTube videos. I needed to know how to do something. But how did you gravitate? I mean, you said you were making furniture. Yeah. But how did it become wood turning? Because I guess you can go a lot of different ways with right, the right. carpentry and that stuff. Right. Well, so, I mean, for probably the better part of um, um, my adult life, you know, just making things, I was probably doing what they call flatwood work, which is basically making things out of boards, right? So, and I, I, I did a lot of that. And 
but you know, YouTube's a great resource, right? So we go to YouTube and you want to know how to do something or you want to know how to, um, how somebody else does something. You go to YouTube and you get some ideas and if you just let YouTube do its thing, right? It just keeps rolling through different things. So I got what I was looking for. And then I stopped really paying attention. Normally what I get to on YouTube is Gary Vaynerchuk yelling at me that I'm just not good <laughs> enough and I should be doing TikTok videos and all kinds of stuff. That's what I get to. No matter what I start at, I always end up like at some point at <laughs> 2 in the morning, you know, he's telling me that, uh, you know, I'm not working hard enough. I'm not working 80 days a week and, you know, all that stuff. Well, that's the algorithm, right? Maybe. I mean, that knows what you want. Right? But apparently so, your algorithm knew to just keep it on wood. My algorithm was slightly different, right? So, I mean, so, you know, it starts feeding you different things. And so the next thing is like it's, you know, generally the same type of thing. But the next video then becomes wood turning. Which is something that I knew about, but never really got involved with. But it was just like, I was just like the big fish and someone put the big hook in my mouth and just, you know. And that appealed and, to you. And that was it. I mean, that was one and done. So it was like, then it was just, then I had to watch another video and then another video and then another video. And then probably maybe in a, a week or two, I had a lathe in my shop because I needed one. And I really didn't need one, but I needed one. You needed one. You know? So then from there, it's just like everything's born from that you know, one little thing. And then it just became, instead of projects that were necessary or things that you need to have done, it became fun. So what was the first thing you turned or where did you start with turning of wood that like were some of your early projects? Well, it's funny because like the first, actually the first thing I made on my lathe was a pen, you know, and my daughter had asked me, one of my daughters had asked me to make, and it was a chest for, um, um, some friends of hers that were getting married, like a little hope chest, right? And it was, maybe, you know, maybe about like, you know, two and a half if, foot. If you're watching a, on the radio or you're... Yeah, you're, I mean, no one can see me you're doing you're my holding, hand You're holding thing, hands right? out about like 18 inches to two yeah, feet. Yeah. yeah, so it was fairly decent size. I mean, you know, it wasn't like a uh, blanket chest, but it was, you know, like a large, you know, something that you'd put on top of the table or something. So, and actually then I also made like a little um, um, carrier for that that would fit inside and you'd close the lid on it and it said gifts on it so people could actually drop their cards in and then that box then became, you know, the gift box for them at their wedding. And I had some wood left over, so I made a pen. And then I had to get all the stuff, you know, you had to get all the stuff, you know, and this is like everything else, really, it's like another rabbit hole. So do you buy all those little, you know, odds and ends to make a pen? And then I made my first pen and then I made hundreds of pens and so I couldn't stop, you know. We talked before when I, when we first got together, I mean, this all kind of came together and your love of whiskey and your enjoyment of spirits. And I think you, you, you love wine and I, I think you pretty much enjoy everything. But we talked about, you know, this is therapy for you, right? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. This is 100% therapy for me. This is just like my escape from the world, you know, especially during like this COVID period, you know. I mean, this really has been my daily routine is just to get up and I go disappear in my workshop. You know, I do my thing out there and it's just like time flies. I mean, in a blink, it's, you know, goes from like nine in the morning until five in the evening, you know, and then then it's hop on the bike and do the bike training. But, you know, yeah, but it's just like, yeah, 100% total therapy. It is just my way to zone out and forget about all the problems in the world. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. And then to tie in, I think for me, with a lot of the, you know, the whiskey, you know, or 
you know, wine, obviously you've seen my bar. I mean, it's like, we don't have a short supply of anything, you know, or we also, there's a beer fridge over there. So, but for all those things, it's like, you know, I mean, I, I make bottle openers and I make wine uh, bottle stoppers and I make whiskey bottle stoppers and I've made shot glasses before and I've made tumblers and goblets and it, it, I don't know. It's just what fun. I love about, and, and for Dawn and I on our fermented adventure, I mean, you, you know, you think you start out with just the idea that, all right, we're going to go to breweries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, distilleries, and then you meet people like you that are feeding the craft in a way for people to say, you know what, I've got my bottles, but I would love to have that special stopper. I mean, we have a bottle of Blanton's here. And, you know, everybody loves the horse stopper on the top. Oh, it's beautiful. And there's significance to that. But then people start to look for different things as to how they can, you know, really enhance the experience. And you talk about these beautiful stoppers that you make, um, which is, how do you make those? Because it's it's just so neat the way they come together. Well, you know, these, the ones, I got two of them here that, you know, obviously no one can see, right? But we can, right? Right. So, and we'll take, we have pictures. They'll be on the website. So we have two of them here and, and they're both basically made the same way, right? So they start off with just a piece of wood and... The wood is stabilized, and that's a whole process in and of itself. And so basically what I'm doing is, is I'm sucking all the air out of the wood and replacing it with resin. Okay? Sucking and, all the air out? Is that like, you know, I, I can give you the I'm longer picturing, explanation. I'm picturing a straw and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you need a really big straw <laughs> and, and a healthy set of lungs. No. So to pull all the air out, you need a, um, a, um, a vacuum chamber. Okay. Right? So I have a vacuum pump and a vacuum chamber, and this goes in, and it sits in this bath of resin. And what you do is you put the whole thing under vacuum, and it pulls all the air out of the wood. And why is that important to pull the air out of the wood? Is that so there are no bubbles, no air, so the resin well, can adhere it's to the really, wood? It's, a re, it's, it's, it's more about the type of wood, and, and there's very few woods that are dense enough where you don't have to do that, right? But there's a lot of woods where the, if you pour the resin on top of the wood without sealing it somehow... The air, because of the heat in the resin, when the resin um, um, cures, it creates heat. And then that heat will then cause the air in the wood to expand, and then it'll just introduce bubbles into the resin, and it just won't look nice. Okay. Right? So the best thing to do is just to seal that, and there's some woods that are very um, light. Um, um, this one is um, um, box elder. This is extremely light wood. I mean, a lightweight. I mean, if I and box it to elder, you, as I understand, is there's the box elder bug. Um, there is a box elder beetle. Um, a box elder beetle. Yeah. So the box elder is actually in the maple family. I, I don't know. I'm not what do they the bug people what call the entomologists, okay. right? right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into that. So, but but the box elder is a in the maple family, and what makes that like you know at least desirable for someone like me is. When it does get infested, you know, with, you know, a bug, right? the tree actually has some type of defense mechanism. Now, I don't know all the chemical reaction, but it stains the wood red, okay? Now, this piece doesn't necessarily have that, but if you remind me, I have a piece that I can show you that you will not believe is a piece of wood. Okay. And it's just like, there are red streaks. It looks like blood red streaks running through very white wood. And it's absolutely stunningly beautiful, right? So, but it's just a small piece, but that wood's extremely light, right? So getting back to the, uh, now I'm reeling myself in, right? That's good. So, but getting back to the, the process. So what it is, is you suck all the air out and then it's sitting in this bath of resin. And then when you release that pressure valve, 
then there's like a negative pressure inside the wood. So it actually draws the resin into the wood to replace So it's almost a canner. It's almost like when you can. But very much the same. You're yes. heating it up, you're cooling it down, it sucks all the air out, and yep. then you've got a nice tight it's seal. A, it's very similar. For the resin to right? here too. So now that the resin's in there, and then you cook the resin, and the resin solidifies and everything, so now that actually then creates a very dense piece of wood, which is incomparably, you know, um, density-wise to the resin that we have on the other part of the stopper, right? So half of it's wood, half of it's resin, but the wood's actually almost like petrified, so to speak, right? So instead of it being filled with minerals and everything that has turned now to rock, it's actually just filled with resin. What made you think to do, I mean, of the things that you do in the stoppers and the, we haven't even gotten to the bottle openers. I mean, there's certain other things you're making. What made you think about doing that? Like, what was your inspiration or what were your thoughts there? You know, it's funny because it's like the, a lot of these projects, like the bottle openers and the bottle stoppers, because my lathe was small, my first lathe was small. The lathe I have now is not small at all, but um, my first one was just what they called a midi lathe or a mid-sized lathe, right? Um, you're kind of stuck. That's not really even like, it's, that sounds bad. I don't want to say that, but you're, you are limited to doing smaller projects, which it, there's still a vast number of things you could do on a small lathe, but... You know, but the smaller projects are fun and, and they're quick and they're instant gratification. And, you know, so I, I turned this red stopper for you guys today. It, it took me like 20 minutes, right? So I, it wasn't like a lot of time that I had to spend and then I have a finished product, right? So, and, and it's not, it wasn't 20 minutes total. That's not fair. It took me 20 minutes to shape this, right? right? So, you know, the, the, the setup for that all was, you know, stabilizing the wood, putting the wood into a mold, mixing up the resin, part A and part B, coloring the resin, pouring that into the mold, letting it sit until it cures, right? So, and then certain resins, like this is a, um, um, was a deep pour resin, so I could just let that sit, right? But now this blue resin over here, and it's, it's only blue because I colored it that color, right? But this resin and this are, there are two different, completely different things, and this one is a urethane resin, and the big difference is, is this cures in about four hours. So if you want to do something in production, this urethane resin cures very quick. This cures in like four days. Okay. So this is not something you're going to have anytime soon. But if I just want to take it and put it aside and I'll get to it later, I don't have to worry about it. But now this one, since it cures so fast, you can, you, you we can. talked about the vacuum chamber. Right. This resin requires the exact opposite of the vacuum chamber, and it's called a pressure pot. Right? So when you mix the resin, part A and part B, just imagine they're like the, the consistency is some of a very thin syrup, right? Now you're mixing them up and all you're doing is stirring bubbles into that resin. I mean, there's really no way around it, right? So to get this bubble free, you put it in a pressure pot and I surround this piece with 60 pounds per square inch of just air pressure, right? And all it does is it crushes those bubbles down to microscopic size so you can't see them. So they're, technically, they're all still there. You just can't see them. You just so can't see looks, them. So they, and it so kind looks, of creates that different layers well, and grains well, and all kinds of other stuff. that's actually because it's like two different – this has been two different colors, right? This is just a blue um, um, dyed resin with some blue mica powder in it, which will, will give it a little bit of a shimmer. And then it has a white mica – 
um, mix, right? So it's like I got two different cups of resin. The majority of it's this blue color. So you dump the blue in and it just kind of like drizzled white in. So it kind of creates a little... Scott, I love the passion for your craft. I really... (laughs) No, I I love that. Now, I also know that our glasses are empty. So what should we what should we sample next on our little journey through woodworking and uh, whiskey? Well, woodworking, I'm gonna give you this. we're gonna call this woodworking and whiskey. That's good, right there. I love that sound. This is woodworking with whiskey with Scott. That's all right. That works for me. <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna give you okay for before I before I let pour me see my the, next. Let me see the bottle. All right. Here, so what we're what we're drinking now is, is uh, Dalwini. Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. This is a 15-year-old, and this is a Diageo product, product of Scotland, obviously. Just looking on the bottle, if there's any other additional information. This is beautiful. This color... This is like like almost like an amber resin. This is one of my favorites. This is one of your favorites. Now, you know how things change. I know. But for now, this this is one of the top of my list. Unlimited supply of fresh spring water comes this delightfully gentle, delicately smoke malt. I think that's what that says. They could make that font smaller, couldn't they? I don't know because I can't read it. It's too small. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there must be some sort of limitation as to how big that could have been because that really needed to be bigger. (laughs) I might be a little bit of a snob when it comes to scotch, but you know. Are are you now? Are you drinking out of your? Are you? Um, We're going to go now to the because you you poured here. (laughs) I did. That was for your sake. But now I'm going to give you a choice, right? Yeah. So you have to pick maple or beech. You tell me. You're driving. Well, I'm just going to take the other you're, one. You're driving Miss Dalwinning. <laughs> I'm just going to take the other one. All right, so whichever you... one. Put put one in front of me. All right. Well, I'll, I'll and I'm going to pour. I'm going to pour in here. Oh, that's up to you. Oh yeah, that's up to yeah, you. Yeah, we're drinking that. So these are these are these are let's let's call these um rocks glasses. What yeah. would you what would you call these? Well, I just call them tumblers. Tumblers. All right. right, these are tumblers that you've turned. Yeah, these they're are, tumblers. These are beautiful. So the one that you're using right now is turned out of beechwood, right? And that actually came from, um, if you want to see the tree that that came from, okay. you drive down the bottom of the hill. All right. So for those that are listening in <laughs> Idaho, don't drive down the hill because there's yeah, nothing yeah, going to be down the in hill. In Idaho, that won't work, right? Okay. So, But if you drive down the bottom of the hill, you know, from the house here, right, you, you come to the stop sign at the intersection and you look over to the um, right. And you'll see the giant beech tree that fell down. Okay. And, <laughs> and that's where got, it came from. That's where that came now, from. Now, this is really interesting because you can actually – you actually get the wood on the nose oh, of yeah. what you did. So, for doing the nose on the whiskey, it's a whole new experience to what you would be doing. Dude, everything's better out of wood. I can tell you that right now, right? I mean, the, the, the greatest thing for me is if I can have drinks out of wood, if I can have ice cream out of a wooden bowl, salad, salad out of a wooden bowl. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Now, it's, I'm it's, just wondering if I pour the, so I'm trying to do like two different experiences, like wood without wood. You could have just poured some fresh I could have, but I don't know. I love the nose on this, and it's, um, I get a, a grassy honey, and, and again, I know there may be beeswax in there, so I don't know if I imported that, imparted that back to what was going on. Well, I mean, hopefully it won't, it won't dissolve too much of the beeswax. I mean, beeswax is pretty impervious to, to um, um, what's it, um, uh, methanol, right? What's, what's the alcohol that we drink? I forget. Ethanol. Methanol, right? No, ethanol. So, ethanol. Yes. Well, I, yeah, so 
it, it's pretty impervious to that. I mean, it will dissolve over time, but you really have to leave it sitting there for a while, you know? And beeswax, actually, we all know is, I mean, you could eat it. I yeah. mean, it's just... It's, no, I just wonder if there's anything that gets imparted in between the wood and... Because the nose on both of these is different. Especially, oh, yeah. And I really, I'll tell you what, if you've never had any <laughs> alcoholic spirit out of wood, this is a whole new sensation. This is a whole different experience. It really does enhance here, you your different properties. Me, you can tell me now. I'm going to ask you not to sip out of my glass, right? <laughs> but smell that and tell me if you smell it any different off the maple. Yeah, you do. You, you really do. do. You do because every wood has its own scent, flavor, you know, whatever. And like I, you know. I'm, I would love to have like, like you said, you mentioned cherry. Oh, my and God. <laughs> like all these different woods that I could sample whiskey out of and just get a different nose once I got a sense of what they were. That is so much fun. Dude, I would, I'd, I'd, I would love to have um, um, whiskey out of cherry, you know. I, I and, and as crazy as it sounds, I mean, it's just, uh, I made these two tumblers just for today. Okay. Right? Um, so we're supposed to throw it, them it, in the it, fireplace it, and burn them after this or no, what? No, <laughs> no. Well, uh, that's yours. <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> okay, that's yours. Because so, I drank out of it. Well, he doesn't want it back. <laughs> oh, no. If you don't want it, if you don't <laughs> no, want it, I do. that's no problem. I can wash them. I mean, it's just like anything else, right? It's just like, so So woodenware, right? And that is that is something I guess maybe should talk about for anybody who is going to drink out of anything wooden, right? Woodenware requires its own maintenance, right? And... and I know most people have like wooden spoons in their kitchen and everything, right? And and they require maintenance, but I also know that nobody does any maintenance on. I can spoons. tell you, I never do maintenance. No, nobody does. So well, this is good. Us. This is a nice, helpful except tip. Us. Except us, we do, right? Because I mean, my wife knows better, right? So, <laughs> so what we do, right? And and cutting boards require maintenance, and everything that's wood requires maintenance because it's a natural product, right? So, you know, wood is porous. Right, it will absorb stuff, and and you don't want it to, right? So I, I mean, it doesn't mind. You don't mind getting a little bit of the flavor, and it's like everything. You, know, you cook with a lot of people cook with wood, smoke foods with um, wood chips, Absolutely. right? So, but so we like that and everything. But what we don't want to do is is you don't want to. It's going to sounds terrible. You you don't want to abuse the wood, so you, you want to try to seal it. And mostly you're trying to seal it from water, right? So, and the reason being is, is like the water will cause the wood to swell, right? And if the wood swells on the inside, but not on the outside, it creates tension in the wood and the wood can crack, right? So your choices are either to seal it with something, which we did beeswax on these because, you know, we're going to do something really quick and everything. Um, you could put something on it more permanent, but I think that takes away from the wood um, experience. Um, if you put like a polyurethane or something on the wood, you're basically sealing it in plastic. Right, so I would not get any of the nose that I no. would from the wood here. So now that we've had this and you're talking about the maintenance of the wood, what would you do to, you know, every once in a while, I guess, after you're drinking through this, what would you do to well, just done, treat this? When we're done drinking out of these um, cups, right? And the same thing out of goblets. I've made goblets. You I know, know we're going to get to that. We're going to get to and, your goblets. And, but, you know, it's basically rinse them out, rinse them out, and let them dry. Okay. And you can tell, like, I mean, this, this wood cutting board that we have here, that we have some, you know, stuff on, 
right? Charcuterie and cheese. Exactly, and right? But you can see that this has been maintained. I mean, it doesn't look dried out. It looks, I want to say fresh. You know what I mean? It, it, it looks nourished. And, and all it really is, it's, it's a type of cutting board conditioner um, um, or some oil or both. Um, there's certain oils that you can put on wood that um, um, are actually good for the wood that won't go rancid. Um, the main one that I would use being um, walnut oil. Walnut oil will not go rancid. It will dry eventually. Um, there's other oils, um, pure tongue oil and pure linseed or flaxseed oil. They're both the same. So. Linseed and flaxseed is the same thing. So the, as long as the oil is pure oil, it's good for the wood and it will dry eventually and it's just a vegetable product. But I, I steer people away from tongue oil and linseed oil because you can go into Lowe's and you can buy tongue oil finish, which is not tongue oil at all. It's a bunch of chemicals. and. It, you know, poison, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. So you don't want to, no, that's not something no. you so want to So we don't even guess. talk about that, generally speaking. And the same thing for linseed oil, because it's hard to find pure linseed oil, but it's easy to find boiled linseed oil at Lowe's, which is also then a bunch of chemicals. But walnut oil... You can to, find that anywhere. Go to Wegmans. Okay. It's right next to the peanut oil. I'm sure right? if there's no Wegmans in your area, you could go to like a Whole Foods or, or wherever. Or, uh, yeah. Or wherever. All I'm right. sorry. I, I, love, I, love, I love your support of Wegmans because we love Wegmans too. You know? But it's they a, should and, be and a sponsor honest, for the podcast. Like, we, like, we are there okay. shopping all the time. The W store. Right. Okay. So let's not... <laughs> but, but I actually use a different product, right? I mean, I, I actually use something that's made for wood turners and it's a heat-treated walnut oil. And, and the only difference is it just dries faster. Right. So and, it, and that's important for me to have a dry faster because, I mean, I just don't want stuff just sitting out forever. I mean, if I have to make something and someone wants to chip to them, you know, I'll throw some walnut oil on it and it'll dry in about, you know, a day or two. And then I can ship it out instead of letting it sit for a week. But I mean, if you're at home, you can throw some walnut oil on and your just wooden rub stuff it in and, and you can just good. throw it in a drawer and it'll dry. Right. So. And, and the other thing I mentioned was wax, right? And a lot of the cutting board waxes, they're, and specifically marketed as cutting board waxes, they're either mineral oil and beeswax or walnut oil and beeswax. And that's it. I mean, it's just like, you know, both of them foods, right? So you're basically putting something that's a food on top of your surface to seal it and keep the water out because the water will do more damage than anything else. And obviously, you would never put any of this stuff like in a dishwasher. No, absolutely not. Right? This is all just, I mean, really, we're going to drink out of these, rinse them out, and then just and then put them in and let them air dry. Yeah. And then once they start looking like they're starting to get a little bit dried out, I got some cutting board wax which is, you know, um, walnut oil, like the one I bought, walnut oil and some beeswax, and I'll just recondition the wood and put it away. I am really enjoying hearing about how – I think this is fascinating about how to take care of your wood, but I'm, I'm really loving the scotch too, especially out of this wooden experience. I get – I think the wood mixes with the nice, nice sweet grassy notes. You get a little bit of the smokiness at the end, but it's a very sweet, very delicate balance. I didn't see what the proof is on that. I'm sure it's wow, in a uh, it's 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 written in a two font. So who can I don't read know that? if you can find that. I can. <laughs> I'd have to go find a magnifying glass. Um, no, it's uh, I, I can actually see that it's a, it's an 86 proof. 
So it's a really light proof for a whiskey. And, uh, you know, especially if you're more in tune to drinking heavier proof bourbons and things like that or castrate bourbons, it's a light, nice sipping whiskey. I could see, you know, we have a little cheese and some charcuterie, but, you know, a nice light cigar with that. But this whole new experience about drinking out of wood for drinking a whiskey, this is fun. This is so cool. I'm glad to like it. I really am. I'm very excited about that, to be honest. That's not very cool. Every time I get anybody who, like, kind of, like, jumps into, like, ah, and, and, you know, you hand them a wooden, you know, because usually for me it's goblets, right? So I hand them a wooden goblet, and it's just like, they're like, they're like, uh, drinking out of a piece of wood, I don't know. And it's just like, what did people do back in the day, right? It's just like, everybody used wooden everything. Did you? Was that empty, actually? That I don't was, think... Oh, that was empty. Oh, was? Oh, yeah. Just... All right, because I'm, I'm looking at your glass, and I'm thinking, man, I, I that, that filled up fast. So what we're going to do is um, uh, a Blanton's... This is a single-barrel select, and this is a... This is a Freddy's pick. So this is a Freddy Johnson pick. This bourbon whiskey was dumped on 7620 from barrel number 86. It was stored in warehouse H on rick number 8. Individually selected, filtered, and bottled by hand. It's a 93 proof. So we're going from 86 to 93. Um, This is registered bottle number 188. So I know Blanton's sometimes can be a little bit difficult to find. But here we go. What'd you think of that one? Well, I tell you what, I'm not a bourbon guy, but that's really good. Because it's like, I, I, okay, so and so full full, full disclosure now, right? It's just like I, I, my daughter, my youngest daughter, is going to be so jealous because you know where she'd want to be, right yeah. here. She'd want to be right here, you know, because this is her. This is like her gig. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, that, that, that I'm not a big and, and what's her name? Laura. Hi, Laura. We're going to come back to this Blanton's pick yeah. after this. After a word from our sponsor, Brewskits. Brewskits. Beer, grain, dog, bones. Brewskits. Your dog will go wild. Brewskits. Beer, grain, dog, bones. A healthy alternative for your pup. Brewskits are all natural and made in the USA. Visit Brewskit.com. That's B-R-E-W-S-C-U-I-T.com. We are back, and we are enjoying this Blanton's pick, and Scott, you said you're you're not necessarily a bourbon guy, but what do you think of this? Oh, this is very good. This is this could make me a bourbon guy. This could make you a bourbon oh, guy. This could. This is this is this is good stuff. It's it's got such a wonderful sweetness, oaky, smoky. In the front of the palate, you, you get the nice richness of the vanilla caramel notes coming through, and then it just it's not it doesn't dry you out. It, it just just really tasty and delicious. And I'm drinking out of the wood. Which I think maybe even enhances the the nose on this as I'm bringing this into my palate. You know, it's funny because it's like you know, and and, and we're, we're we're very similar, but you're just very descriptive, you know. And it's just like I kind of view a lot of the stuff that I drink the same way. I mean, like I'm very particular with wines. I'm very particular with beer, and I'm very particular with my scotch, right? I'm just not really good at vocalizing why I like it. But, you just like it. But I just know what I like, right. right? It's just like, you know, it's like it's like art. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you go to an art gallery and sometimes it's like, you're looking, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, you finally come up to one thing and it's just like, I don't care how much it costs. I need that. That needs to be mine, right? 
but you're very good at vocalizing that, you know, and that's awesome. You know, um, um, for me generally, it's more like I need to drink something and then I know whether or not I like it or I don't. And sometimes it's hard for me to explain why, but like the, what you're pulling out of the, you know, the smokiness and the vanilla flavor. I mean, dude, you're spot on. You're like just nailing it. And it is a hundred percent exactly like what I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? But this is very similar. And this is why I, I really was looking forward to sitting down and speaking to you because you're the same way with wood because of your experience and the turning experience you've had. I mean, you showed us a, a, a vase or is it a vase? I'm not sure. Is a vase. Tomato, tomato, okay. dude. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but you were talking about how, was it bacteria? Oh, right, right, the, right. Wood. the spalting. The spalting in the wood, right. Right. So, I mean, it's it's that experience that you have and it's the it's the learning, it's the knowledge. But I look at a I look at a, a piece that you do like that, and I'm like, that is gorgeous, just from the grain. And here's what you do. I mean, what what did they say? Um, they asked Michelangelo, you know, you know, how he creates what he creates. I know exactly where you're I right? know exactly where you're going. <laughs> and 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 the line is or or what he said was God created that. I just chipped away, you know, the excess right. to get to what God created. And I think that's the same thing as doing wood turning. That's what you do. You 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 see a piece of wood and you say, I'm just gonna work this and I know what I want to do. Like you, you did the stoppers with the resin and you do the different things. And we're going to get to that other thing that I think is really cool. But this is what you do to create these pieces of just beautiful works of art. And that's why this is important to, to tie in whiskey. Because whiskey is a work of art. You just don't – you talked about curing and resin and all those things that you do, turning and, and taking air out of stuff. Well, that's exactly – whiskey is that. I mean, you take the grain, you make a mash, you ferment it, you then let it sit in a barrel for a long time. In this case, this Del Winnie that we're having, um, this was you know 15 years or it could be a blend of different years. Right. But that's what you do. You took something that God made or nature has provided and then you take that and, and how long could a tree – a tree could be hundreds of years old, right? Absolutely. And you make a piece of beautiful art out of it. Well, I do appreciate you telling me everything that makes beautiful. That's that makes me feel really nice. So, well, you haven't shown so, me the the, the but, rejects but, yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, you know, we, we, everybody has everybody has their you know their. We're not going to show you this or what would the, in in the wood turning world we call the burn pile, right? Okay. So and, and it's funny because there'll, there'll be times and it's like and I have actually done some videos um, either on Instagram and or YouTube where I've literally and you know, the burn pile, right? The firewood pile, right? I'm looking to see if you're empty. It's empty. Okay. Right? So the firewood pile. So I'll literally go to the firewood stack and pull a piece of firewood off the stack and turn a goblet or turn a vase or turn something. And, you know, I'll wind up tagging that on my Instagram, you know, with one of the um, – um, with a tag of saved from the burn pile because it was saved from the burn pile, right? But But to tie that into what you were saying, it's just like – and if we go roll back the clock, maybe like 10 years ago, when I was making things out of necessity or making things to plans, right? You made things that you had to make or you made things that you needed, right? 
there's never a time in my life that I would have ever considered myself an artist, right? And it just, that concept just would be like so far beyond anything that I would think that you would relate to me. I'm just very logical, very straightforward, very much following directions until you gave me a, a malaise. And, and, and then you became an artist. It's, it's different. Well, I think, it's I think different. It's, again, Scott, I think it ties in. It's craft. It's somebody taking a raw product and making this beautiful piece out of it. So I know you said you weren't a bourbon guy or you'd prefer to stay in the scotch whiskey area. So what we opened there was, and I see a little smile on your face. This is, this is from Old Line Spirits. This is an American single malt whiskey. This is our golden edition. So what this is from is from the golden, um, the golden distillery um, that originally Old Line you know, kind of matured out of. And this is, um, you know, so this was aged in both the Pacific Northwest and the Mid-Atlantic. Uh, and this whiskey is a beautifully complex spirit that perfectly balances West Coast and East Coast, Pacific and Atlantic. So what do you think of that one? All right. Well, that's what it says on the bottle. All right. right? So what does Scott okay. say? So here's what Scott <laughs> says about that, right? Now, remember, Scott's now been drinking a little bit, right? Just All right. a little. Just a little, right? But I really like that a lot because this goes from a very sweet, Start. I mean, it's sweet on your tongue, and then you get a very warm burn all the way down, and that—that's amazing. That is very amazing. I'm definitely liking that a lot. So, so this is a hundred proof. So I gave you. So we upped the proof on that, and, and maybe that's, that's the where burn. you get. That's you that, maybe that, that's that, the burn. That right? nice warm hug. But but that but that just that that offset right of. Starting out nice and sweet and smooth, and then turning very warm into a burn. That, that, that is that's that's beautiful. And what I find it about this is you get these earthy again the, those natural grassy notes to it um, from from the single malt barley that you have. And Old Line Spirits is out of Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland, and. This is just a delicious, this is just a wonderful single malt that they make. So I'm glad we were able to no, share that's, this that's, one. That's definitely good stuff. Now, all right. So I've been teasing think, this a little bit. And I so think you're you. going to convert me to like getting some <laughs> bourbon. Well, this right? isn't a bourbon though. So that's the thing. We, okay, we, so what would this be classified as? That's a single malt. Okay, this is a regular single malt American yeah. whiskey. Yeah, so we, okay. we've gone, so I know you're more Scotch whiskey. And but but we've got some single malts here, some new American style single malts, um, and we did do the Bimber, which is a, which is a London style single malt whiskey. So um, we've 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 really done internationally very well so far. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, the Scotch for me, I, I I think is just because of my heritage. I mean, my last name is traditionally Scottish, right? So I I I I, I like Irish whiskeys as well, and. American whiskeys for me has been Jack Daniels, right? Now, maybe that's just, I, I don't know, we all grow up well, with no, something, it, But right? that, isn't that the thing? I mean, this is why this is so fascinating because it's just people sitting down and talking about things that they enjoy. And in this case, whiskey and Jack Daniels is something. Look, if you're young, I mean, I think it's Jim Beam, it's Jack Daniels. If you're taking from granddad or dad's bar – Maybe there's wild turkey on there. I mean, there's something on there, right? I that, think that's awful. Right. That, I'm sorry. That, I'm but, sorry. But that's I mean, where you start, right? You might need to edit this part out. <laughs> wild turkey is just awful. 
And I'm not a but, big Jim Beam fan. I know people are, but, but they do like single barrel thing. releases. They do. I mean, that's the thing. If you get past just their initial, this is our mass market, which is probably more geared towards, hey, this is a cocktail right. bourbon style of something we're right. doing. But, you know, we, we've had some good – again, that's the part. Until you start to get into their expressions – you're going to find some really amazing you, you stuff. You know, it's funny because my dad, <laughs> right? And, and you know, he's, he's been gone now for a while. But um, um, my dad was an old granddad guy. That's what I'm saying. What was old bar? Old granddad for me was like, okay, so you, when I was a kid growing up, we used to – my dad used to take us to movies, right? It was almost always westerns, right? And you know like they always give you that rock gut whiskey in the westerns. Like they just come up to the bar, put the th- – whiskey, whiskey. And they throw the thing down there. Boom. And they pour the whiskey in. And you hear them and, pulling the stopper out. You squeaky and, sound, yeah, right? right? And you have <laughs> no idea what it is. And you're just thinking like that's just total rock gut, right? Right. Okay, that was old granddad. <laughs> that was that. That, but, but that was our experience. Like, but here's the other oh. part about it. You, you, it's. I tie this in, Scott, because you're the craft. Look, you you can lathe and create something out of a piece of wood, and then you learn your skills. You hone your craft. You know, and it's also that experience about honing your palate. And you said you drink wine and you enjoy beer. It's the same process. Oh, no. I, I 100% agree. I agree. I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people that drink old granddad. They go, oh, this is uh, Vitus, whatever. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel but bad maybe for them. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've been teasing this a little bit. There's so much stuff better than old granddad. There I'm is. Sorry. In I'm a sorry. way. But, you know, it's like. It's like someone saying, okay, so I know it's funny because, you know. But old granddad, I mean, you know, but they've sold a lot uh, of and they whiskey. Have. And, and they have. It, and, you know what? and so is Budweiser. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not drinking Budweiser. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Budweiser. I'm sorry. If you're listening, right, I'm sorry. So I hope it's not a sponsor. Send all of your hate mail right now to Scott. I'll give you all his information. Yeah, not to, to Fermented Adventure. No, Fermented Adventure, awesome. Send hate mail to Scott. No problem. Now, I've teased this a little bit from you. And you make this goblet. I know you're. I know you're looking at the last thing I poured. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I could, just, I could sit here and I could just breathe this in for probably hours. Literally. Okay. So what we I mean, that's just the, what the fragrance dis- of this is just beautiful. All right. So what we've distracted you with is this is Rebellion Straight Rye Whiskey. And this is from our friends at Red Pump Spirits. They're out of Washington, PA. Now, this is more of a Monongahela-style rye. And I know you said you weren't a bourbon guy, but we, kept, we keep upping the ante on our proof. And this is 102 proof on this. Um, so this is only aged two years, and this is a like I said, this is a straight rye whiskey. It's cast strength. I, and and, and uh, dude, uh, I could I could really I could just sit here with my nose in this glass for an hour and a half. I'm, this this is amazing. That's got a great nose. This is amazing. It absolutely does. I mean, I mean, and and and, and it's it tastes great as well. But I mean, this this. Oh, man, that is just something See, else. now you're going right to rye and bourbon and the bear is going to be stopping by and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> now, talk to me. All right. You make these goblets, which I find are fascinating and so cool. And how did the idea come from to do that? Well, that actually really, to be honest, is just like a standard wood-turning project, right? I mean, a lot of But you've got are- these rings that float in the stem. I that that to me I used to carve ice and if you get very delicate with the ice you'll break it right. and to me when you get that stem and you're also turning that ring and it's all part of that one piece of wood 
That's phenomenal. I love that. Well, I, I, I appreciate the, um, um, you know, the compliment there. The, so, and I know no one can see what we're talking about, but it'll, know, be on the, it'll be on the website. So, so basically, I, I guess the way it is, is there's a goblet and there's a ring that floats on the stem between the cup and the foot. Right? Mm -hmm. And that ring actually is a solid ring and it hasn't been glued. It actually was cut from the same piece of wood that the goblet was made from. Yeah, it's not like you can right. cut it's, it it's, and make it separately. Everything was all made from one piece, you know? So, and, and a lot of people's like, well, how did you get that on there? You know? And, and it really is becomes, you know, the goblet obviously is just from almost going back to what you were talking about before. You know, you have to cut away the pieces that you don't want, right? And, you know, I kind of was talking about it a little bit before. I never thought I would consider myself an artist, but, you know, now, I mean, I, it's almost like I'm throwing in the towel, you know, to some degree, you know, with the whole artist thing. And, um, and I don't know why I was so resistant to that, to be honest, but... It was just really weird for me to actually sit down and actually tell people that sometimes the wood tells me what it wants to be. I truly believe that. Okay. So, and, and that, that was like a bizarre concept for me to even understand until it happens. You know, I mean, you can try to massage the wood into what you want it to be. But sometimes that's just not what it wants it to be. You know, so... You know, sometimes you have to just kind of like follow the grain or follow the, you know, the, the piece and, and the flow of how things are going and let it become what it wants to be. And it's, like I said, if you would have asked me like five years ago, I would have told you someone talking like me right now is totally insane. Right. So well, they were also not four or five samples oh, of but whiskey. But that doesn't even matter. <laughs> And, and, and that's true, but that doesn't even matter. I mean, the thing is, until you experience that experience, you don't understand what right. that experience is all about. Right. So, like, er, you know, earlier when you talked about, you know, well, how do you create, like, the Statue of David out of a block of marble? Well, you just chip away what isn't the Statue of David, right? right. Well, that's true, you know? And it's like, I might have an With idea these in my head. that you make, I look at them and I go, that is genius, well, I and you said that. you do. You said you do like the one that we I, I saw that you shared has one ring on it, but you can do multiple rings on it, oh, and yeah. you can do these as wedding gifts or you know right. whatever they are. Are we going to see this thing? Yeah, uh, we'll uh, see it. Then we'll yeah, tease I, everybody. I have to run into the other room to get one, well, so I'll bring it out. But, but what I'm saying is, like, I would look at that, and to me, that has patience, skill, dexterity, creativity. It's all over that. And again, I mean, just to, here's what happens, Scott. You make all this stuff. Like we're, 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 we got this, these cheeses and meats off this beautiful board that you made. The pretzels in a bowl. We're drinking whiskey out of, there's an empty cup. I don't know what to do with you anymore. Um, I can go to the Mason Dixon single malt. We can head that way and, and get to 115, uh, what's it? 115 proof. We can go all the way there. But Whatever the last thing you poured, I need to know what that is. So that's that's the Rebellion Rye Whiskey. That's, okay, so I, that's when I say bump. I need to know what that is, I mean, that, I need someone to write that down for me. Who's okay. telling me what that is? Well, it'll be, in the, it'll right be in the show notes. Yeah. So right. this is, I'm, I'm going to pour, this is like the most, uh, we've, we've drank for a, um, uh, a uh, Date Night Chronicle. <laughs> so this is Mason Dixon, and they're out of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Um, this is batch SE1. 
This is a uh, special release. Um, this is SR Reeser's special single malt. Now, this is 115 proof, so we're getting up there. Now, this was aged for 13 months. 13 months? Yeah. This is um, 13 months, I believe, yes. All right. Well, I'm just saying. Aged at least 13 months. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, it's just like, it, like I, said, I mean, you might need to edit this for now, but it's just like, this one says 15 years. Right. This one says 10 years. Right. This one says blah, blah, blah. Okay. And so, let, I, now I haven't had any of this yet, and, I'm, I, and I already know where this is going, right? Where's it going? Because, well, okay, so everything you've given me so far has been a total home run, so I know where this is going. This is going to be like 18 months of it shouldn't taste good. But it's going to be freaking fantastic. See, here's the thing. What I will tell you is we're drinking a whole variance of different things. And again, it, it could be the grain. It could be the malt. It could be the wood. It could be wherever it is. But as we also go, we're, we're going up in proof. It's a whole different experience. Oh, yeah. That's a little bit different. That's a little bit different. This is so grassy. So um, green in terms of you get the cinnamon notes to it. The cinnamon's that, that's the, a, so, so yeah, much absolutely. cinnamon, right? The cinnamon, cinnamon just right sits on, on the palate. The cinnamon is right on the button. Right, it is very cinnamon. It is not, and you almost get two two different experiences of cinnamon. You get the um, the dry cinnamon powder, and then you get the cinnamon, the hard bark of cinnamon. Oh so no, you get you're, the you're, you're right. That that, that is one hundred percent what this is. You know, because it's – and I really like having your description because your description kind of – because it's like in my head when I try one of these new things that I haven't tried, right? It's like where have I experienced this? And it's hard sometimes to pinpoint that flavor. Right. You know, and, and – but, but you know, you have the experience just like we had talked about before. I'm going to have the experience doing the woodworking. You have the experience with the um, um, the fermented stuff, and it's cinnamon. Yes, so cinnamon. I get orange. I'm getting orange. Yeah, there's some citrus there, but this is the wonderful thing. I mean, you know, we we haven't spent a lot of time just sipping and talking about just even the individual whiskey. But this is the fun part. This is what people can do at home. You have some people around. You buy a bottle. Or you bring home a bottle, you never know. And from the craft side, I mean, Red Pump, that's in Washington. Old Line, that's in Baltimore. You've got the Rebel, the, the, um, the, the, uh, the, where'd it go? The Mason Dixon right here. I mean, there's so many craft. I mean, this is, this is the, this is important. You've got so many people out there turning wood, right? But you're making art. You're making such beautiful stuff. And that's what these people are doing with, with craft in the spirit oh, nation. I, to be honest, it's the same thing in the wood turning world, yeah. right? I mean, so it's just like everybody has their own little niche or everybody tries to expand that into as many niches as they can. Now, this isn't a business for you, though. This is a passion. It, so it if somebody if somebody here here's my here's my thing that I wanted people to meet you you have your YouTube channel right what's your YouTube channel called it's Scott's Mini Woodshop Scott's Mini Woodshop you have the social media um, presence. on Instagram it's Scott's Mini Woodshop all right so I'm <laughs> I'm suggesting a theme here it's kind of like it's kind of like a theme is there a Facebook page uh, yeah there is but I don't really do anything on Facebook so okay so Instagram YouTube Scott's Mini Woodshop you're gonna see. You, you do this whole production where you actually show people what you're making. You do commentary and things like that. And you really get – people get to experience what well, you do. Yeah. So instinct, the whole thing really started um, with Instagram. So 
I started making things and posting them on Instagram and really hoping just for some feedback from other woodturners. And that's kind of where it started. And it went, it kind of snowballed from there. And, um, it's, Instagram's at one point was an amazing platform, right? And it's still very good. So don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not trying to put it down, right? But before, you know, Facebook took over Instagram, it used to be very much, you would see only the stuff that you wanted to see. I mean, now you have a little bit you know, there's some ads and there's some other stuff that they feed you based on your viewing and the algorithm and everything. I just but see half-dressed women holding a can of beer. <laughs> and I say to Dawn, I'm like, why does this have like 3,000 views? Because I, know. I see the can of beer and that's really what I gravitate towards. I know, right? It's just... So, but, but, but it was funny. I'm going to just start wearing like less clothes and see if that gets me more views. I don't know. I can't, I really can't go down that road because that, that's a whole other thing that, that dude, you're opening up like a, this power case that I don't want right. to even talk about. This may, be so, the, this may be the last time Scott invites us over. No, no. This, this, this might make my viewers, my, my following on Instagram drop. But, but to be honest, I'd rather have you guys come over. All right. So, and really, anytime. So, um, um, but yeah, so um, Instagram really became like something I was looking for feedback from and it just started to snowball. I didn't realize that the things that I was making were going to be so well received, you know, and oh, like, why not? I, it's, it's, it's maybe after like a year or two of Instagram, it's just like it hit like 10,000 followers and it's like, I'm like, what the, it's like, why are 10,000 people following me on Instagram? It's visual. It's now, I know I you also have an Etsy site. And here's my – we talked before. And here's my – I guess when I say uh, I'm, my trepidation, I know people are going to say, I want bottle stoppers. I want bottle openers. I want – and, and right? <laughs> and, and I know you're also making like really – you just won an award for a, a, a juried art display in Delaware, right? Yes. So, I mean, there are probably a lot of people that you're in high demand that want to have something made by you at this point. Oh, well, that, that's true. So, I, I, okay, so now I'm going to start to feel a little bit awkward. And, and I, I, still, <laughs> I still will talk about, but just, just now we're, we're dialing things into Scott's discomfort level. Right? Okay. Because I still like to think of myself as some idiot who's out in my garage making stuff on my lathe, right? And I know that that is not necessarily the case. So... But still in my head, the way I think of what I do, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm just like you, but I'm just some guy making stuff in my garage, right? right? So, but yeah, I mean, I've sold stuff. You're going to need a bigger garage. Yeah. Um, Especially with me. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, have, I have sent things now everywhere in the world, right? I mean, I don't think you can get further away than Australia, right? And, and we were talking about the, um, the captive ring goblets. I, I had an order for them, um, um, I guess maybe a few months back where, no, actually it was further because they wanted them for New Year's, right? That I sent six of them to Australia. And in my head, I'm thinking like, isn't there a woodturner in Australia? See, but when you get when you when you do what you do and you do it the way you do it, that's you know, like we go back to Michelangelo, right? Somebody could have said, "Well, isn't there anybody else who could paint the Sistine Chapel?" Uh, okay, right? 
Right. Well, so okay, that's, so, but I'm that's, not Michelangelo, right? No, <laughs> but but when I, people see what you do and the level of craft and the beauty of what you do, you, you know, all right, I'm not. You know, there there are plenty of other podcasts out there that do what they do. I just like doing what I do, and I appreciate the you know getting a chance to meet and talk to people that are doing amazing things like you are. And, and I really do. I I, I, I appreciate that. I, and, I, and I really do. And this is like, I, and I don't hope anybody thinks it's like this is false humility because it's like, I to be honest, I just don't see it. So in my mind, I'm still thinking you're in Australia. It's going to cost almost as much to ship this stuff to you as I'm charging you for it. Right. But didn't buy you say stuff. when you didn't you say when I go to if I see a piece of art I want to buy it I don't care about the price I, 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 and I, that's the observation I, 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 I totally understand I'll pay I, to have it shipped because I totally understand the concept but putting me into that part of the equation is still foreign to me okay. maybe because it's still too new right and you got to got kind of uh, in coming from my perspective right so. I've been doing this wood turning thing now for eight to ten years, you know, and I keep getting confused about when I, I should go back and look and find a receipt for when I bought that lathe, you know. And um, but it's it's been about like you know eight, nine, ten years now, and I I, I still it's a, in my mind I just think I'm just this really I'm I'm just some I'm Scott making stuff in my <laughs> garage, right? And that's just my mindset, and I, it's hard for me to break out of it. So, but then, okay, so now I'm going to take myself out of that equation. And I'm going to put myself over here, and I'm going to look and say, yeah, well, I have 85,000 people following my Instagram account. I have 84,000 people following my YouTube channel. I have like nine videos on my YouTube channel. I'm like, nine videos? I got 84,000 people. I was like, mind blown. Can you Wait, imagine if Caitlyn Jenner was doing woodwork? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can, can we put like in the Wait, podcast? Wait, not Caitlyn Jenner. The other, the other Jen. I don't know who are those. I don't know. Are. I don't know. <laughs> so, but I need to. We need to input the like the little mind blown emoji right here for me because it's like I still I don't get it. You know, I really to me I don't get it. And 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 I look at other people who do things similar to what I do, right? And their work blows my mind. But you know what that's called? It's called humility. Uh, it's it's called being humble to well, say. This is what I enjoy. It still goes, look, one of the things I enjoyed in our first meeting, Scott, is you talking about your previous career and how wood working and wood turning was therapy to take you away from those experiences that you previously had and deal with them in a way that you can creatively discover other things about yourself. Well, that's very true. I mean, you know, my, my, my past experience is like, you know, not that I really want to get too into depth about that, but it, it, it wasn't pretty. Right. right? But, so, but here's, so, here's but, that way for you. It is definitely an outlet. To start that next chapter of your life. And you see yourself as just Scott, the guy work, working out in his garage. But what you become is, you know, Scott, the artisan that's making really wonderful pieces of art. Well, I appreciate that. And, 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 and. There are certain things that have happened to me that have been, man, what do I want to say? Um, um, emotional, life-changing, um, epiphany, right? That we can go there, right? Um, I had a guy from Iran 
send me a message on Instagram. Uh, and the, I, I, I might, and I'm at the, okay, so audience, I may start crying during this explanation. I'm sorry, right? But this guy sent me a picture of all these things that he has made. And then he sent me a picture. He sent me a picture of the lathe he made. He made a lathe? Yeah. And he said, everything here I've done is because you've inspired me to do this. And dude, if that's not what this is all about, I don't know what it is. Wow. I mean, that just blows me away, right? It's just like, if I could have that effect on someone's life, you know, that is crazy, right? I mean, so much to the point where it's just like, okay, so, I mean, we all know, I mean, Iran is probably not the greatest place in the world. And this guy's looking for an outlet but just like me. But, but here's the thing, and this is the way I look at life, man, that... Yeah, Iran to us is not the greatest place, but this is the life he knows. And he's a person. No. And he's making, he's, making, no. he's making the best he's of the life he knows. Me, he's telling me this is not the greatest place, and he's telling me that this is but what's you're, keeping you're him alive. But you're helping him to be, that's what I'm saying, but you're helping to impact him to be great. Oh, that is not. And the, you're helping to him impact the, to enjoy his life. The realization that I'm doing anything at all to help him keep going in life Dude, that's that. that that's, that's awesome. That's crazy. That's huge. Right? That's just one person that's mentioned something to you. There may be it, It's not one. It. It's not one. That's probably the most impactful one, you know? And it was like, you know, Christmas, maybe a couple Christmases ago, you know? It's like, I, I get, once again, I get a message from somebody, and it's just like, this guy is like, hey, I wanted to send you a picture. And he sent me multiple pictures. And he's a high school shop teacher. And he took a project that I did on Instagram. And it's just like, you know, a lot of the things I did on Instagram were like um, process videos. You remember the show How It Was Made? And they show you how everything was made. And yeah. they did like one or two topics in, in like a half an hour. Well, I'll take something that I made and condense it down. Because Instagram at the time limited you to a one-minute video. I know it's more than that now because they have Instagram TV and everything. But a one-minute video. And so... I would show the entire process of how to make something in a minute, you know? Now, obviously, it took way more than that, but it's obviously. just like video editing, and I know you guys know what that's all about. So, you know, so you do the video editing and everything, and you show the, the highlights of the process so someone else could then just follow your direction. And this guy sends me six, seven, eight, nine, maybe a dozen pictures of high school kids making things for their parents. Hey, you were the inspiration for my class to make these things for their parents this year for Christmas. And it's just like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. You know? I mean, how cool is that? Right? I mean, this is like, and, and so, so I know I have an impact on my audience you know, as, you know, you want to call them an audience or whatever, you know, it's followers. a following. I, I, I get it. Right. And I know, I, I know I have that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not so far removed that I don't think that I have this influence, you know, but the fact that I do blows my mind. Every time I think about it, it's extremely emotional. You know, it is like just one of those things that it's just like, that makes everything I do worthwhile, right? I don't care what it is, you know, I mean, I, I, I made these 
tumblers for us for today, right? And that really was like a one-off. And I'm thinking like, I only need them for today. You know, if you don't like but them, here's, no But here's the deal. thing, and this is my point. Now you're going to get people Instagram messaging you like, Scott, I need a set of four. Give me the cherry. Give me the maple. Give me the beechwood. Give me the, give me the walnut. Yeah, right? It's, it's already happened. I, mean, I, I already got messages yeah, I saw from people. We're going to be doing the fermented invention, uh, fermented invention series. And your wife's not going to see you out of the wood shop. You're going to have to hire people. You're going to have to expand. Get a bigger property. But, I mean, you see this stuff on the post, yeah. right? But what you don't see is the messages, mm-hmm. right? right? It's the messages. It's like, are they for sale? I need these for this. I know. Can I get them for this person's for their birthday? Can I get them for this for Christmas? And, and the heartbreaking part about it is, is like, just imagine how many people have to tell them no. Because I can't, right? I mean, because really when it comes down to it, I really am just Scott making stuff in my garage. I am not some big production studio. I am not some, you know, I don't have like employees. I've already asked people, you know, hey, can you hire me? I just, I, I, I'll just sweep in the corner. I just want to be an apprentice. Like, sweep what? I've shown you my shop. <laughs> my shop's 11 by 19. Right. I mean, it takes me five minutes to right. sweep everything. Right. You know? Scott, so, can I get you a bottle of water? <laughs> I mean, I, I'll just be the bottle of water guy. You know, you that's know? all I want. I'll be your apprentice to just to, right? to watch and it. You. It's just like, and, and you know, the funny thing is, too, is just like when it comes to the wood turning and it's just like, you know, it's just, I, I, I have an open door policy here, you know? I mean, it, I, I, I know our gig here is a little bit different, but let's just say like, you, you know, you, you message me and you say, and, and you're from the area, right? I mean, we have to be a little bit realistic, right? So you're from the area and it's just like, hey, um, you know, I want to take lessons. Okay, so here's my take on that. What do you need to take lessons for? Right? Well, I just need a little help in this and that. You don't need lessons then. You just need someone to talk to. Just come over. Right? Now, okay. So, if someone needs lessons, like legitimate lessons where it's like, you're going to take up my entire day to show you how to do something or whatever. Okay, we'll talk about that. But, no. You come you come to my shop. I'll talk to you. I don't care. See, I think, I think here's the thing. And you make a great point that I think when people see as we get to social media, that it's that screen becomes that barrier becoming from becoming approachable. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, I do. Yeah. So I do. When they see you've got eighty some thousand followers or whatever it is, oh, you become that unapproachable. You're, you know, because we grew up watching TV, right? Oh no, I. Get I mean, that. how do you find that celebrity? Why would they ever want to talk to me? And your attitude is, I'll talk to you. I had no problem. I'm not a celebrity. I'm yeah. Scott making stuff in my garage just like you. So let me ask you, Scott. The last pour we did was Manitoni. This is their bottled and bond. It's a small batch. It's a four year, so it's bottled and bond. I hope you're not going to ask me about what we just What do you think? Because we need more? <laughs> did you like that one too? I must have because it's gone. It's gone. Dude. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Sorry. I mean, that by, by it being empty, we need a little more. So, but yeah, it's funny though. I mean, the whole woodshop thing, it's just like, you know, I mean, what's important to me is to share the same information that I got from so many other people. Now, I gathered all my information, you know, from YouTube, right? A lot of it from YouTube. It's like, and people just put stuff out there, you know, for, hey, if you need this information, here it is, right? And it's like, so I started doing the same thing, right? So I have my own way of doing things and so does everybody else. So it's like, you know, it's like, maybe my way will help somebody, 
right? So I put stuff out there and I hope I try to make it somewhat entertaining, you know, um, when I do a video and everything, but it's just like, hopefully people like what I do. And, um, um, but my main goal really is, is to just share information. So now that I poured you that one, now that you've got a refill. <laughs> wow, this is just, uh, you know, and, 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 you've not heard over anything. You know, and, and okay, so. Now this is 100 proof. Again, it's a bottle and bond. It's Manitani still works. Um, this is our small batch release. Um, we picked this up, I think, last year or so. Uh, Manitani is out of Pottstown, PA. Wow. Wow, Pottstown, that's really not too far away. Not that far away at all. Okay, so, and, and, and as far as the... And we the, get to drink out of this out of this beautiful beechwood yeah. cup. I love it. As far as the whiskeys go, you know, it's just like, it's funny because it's like, you know, I don't want to get too into like this deep religious philosophical anything, but you know, there's that old Bible story, you know, blah, 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 you know, you serve the best wine, you know, but you saved the best wine for last, right? Because, you know, when Jesus turned the water into wine, right? It's like, everything you give me is better than the last thing you gave me, right? And I shouldn't say that, because it's like... That. No, they're, they're, here's the thing. They're it's just not a different that experience. It's not that everyone's better. No, it's just The thing is, it's like, I'm, I'm still waiting for the bad one. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm waiting for the thing that you give me them saying, like, okay, that's not my You're waiting for the burn pile. Um, yeah, and there isn't I, one. I didn't bring that one. You did not bring the burn, <laughs> didn't bring the burn pile. Dude, it, it's like you, it's like you we went We didn't out. bring the old granddad. <laughs> Thank God, right? It's almost like oh you went out and, and, find it's, it's, and found every home run hitter in baseball okay. and lined them up, and now we're playing home run derby, and there's, it's win-win no matter well, what we do. My feeling right? was I wasn't going to show up with whiskey that was not going to complement your woodwork. Well, I appreciate that as well, so that's very nice. Of you Is there say. anything that we haven't talked about on um, whiskey with Scott or whiskey and woodwork and date night chronicles. Whiskey anything? and wood. Whiskey Dude, and wood. Is there I'm anything serious. we haven't like, talked I'm, about I'm yet? Thinking, I'm thinking, you know, to be honest, I'm, to <laughs> this, be honest, this I'm, is going to be your new segment. I'm, I'm thinking well, we, we should have this regular thing, whiskey right. and wood. I mean, I, I'm all for it. I mean, you know, well, you, I don't know about you. Okay. I mean, you guys are going to be like, oh my God, we're Scott's ever <laughs> Scott, again. bring back whiskey and we'll show you some more wood. <laughs> we're, we're never going to Scott's ever again. I mean, you know, that guy's crazy. You yeah, know? you've been awesome. But, um, Dude, I could, I could do this every day. All right. Well, we'll see what we do. Really? I could do this every day. No, this is very good. Everything's, everything's been very good. There's there's not been something that I didn't like. So. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. This has been great. And I, 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 I said to Dawn, I said, I can't wait to sit down with Scott and just talk wood and whiskey. This has been so much fun. So thank well, you so I, much. Well, I've had a blast. An absolute blast. And, and you know what? I mean, you opened my eyes to a whole nother level of, you know, um, um, you know, American whiskeys that I, I probably never would even try, which is, dude, that, that's, that's fantastic. Scott. Absolutely fantastic. Scott Wisher. Scott's Wood. I, Scott's Mini Woodshop. Scott's Mini Woodshop. Don't worry. Find him on, I find him on, that, all, right? find him on the socials. All right. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Cheers.